Blog Talk Radio. What does it do, football fans? This is another episode of Football Fan Rush Radio. We have hit week five. We are super proud, super excited. So awesome. I probably shouldn't be as excited because I'm the resident Vikings fan, but it's still cool. It's cool. I'm I'm excited. It's it's another NFL Sunday. So I know I got Mike on the line. I know Renard will be with us in just a few moments. But good morning, Mike. Happy NFL Sunday as usual. Good morning and happy NFL Sunday to you as well. Man, we got a lot to talk about today, y'all. If you saw the games last week, y'all already know what we're gonna cover. Uh, you know, but we just have our own opinion, our own take on it as everyone else does. So I'm just telling y'all, it's, it's going to be uh, really interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. So I'm just going to um, – I'm not even going to start with our squad. We're really going to get the nice game out the way first, and that is going to be Green Bay and the Cowboys. But let me do this. Just so you all know, you all going to hear this again, but this is exactly how I feel about how my squad played and um, that lovely number eight that's under center. I probably, you know, I did – Somebody could have done that to me last week by like 12.45 p.m. My time, 1.45 p.m. on the East Coast, 11.45 on the West Coast. Um, I, uh, you know, could have done anything by that time. I could have been walking a turtle. Uh, (laughs) I think the water in my house was on fire, and I probably should have used more water to put it out. Anything could have happened other than that debacle. So that is going to be a man. So moving right along, the big matchup tonight for us, well, not for us, but a really big matchup that I am interested in seeing, Green Bay Packers down in Dallas against them boys, America's team, with a Dak Prescott who got shut down in the last game, still has no contract, and Aaron Rodgers, who seems to pull life out of his behind every year to come from behind and have a pretty successful squad, dealing with a lot of injuries, especially on the offense, and how this could possibly play out. So, like, Mike, when you pull the stats and you look at this one, what did you see in this matchup, and what are you seeing? Is, is Green Bay actually going to shock us and pull off this victory? Well, from the standpoint of everybody has seen how the Green Bay offense has played, um, and we understand it's a new offense, and everybody, we get that. Um, however, the Green Bay offense isn't looking as great as it has in the past. It's ranked number 20th right now, where, you know, right now Dallas is honestly killing it, you know, just just from just from stats alone, just from the way they've played um, outside of the last game, of course. Um, uh, is it is it fair to say that you know A. a- Ron <laughs> is the one who bails them out all the time? Uh, I would say yeah. In this in this point, they're really leaning a lot more on his back than I they mean, are on anybody else. He's a great else, quarterback. We, 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 yeah, we can't take that from him. I want to take it from him someday. Yeah. 
his job is definitely to lead, so I'm not taking that from him. Um, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh, does he have the full support of being able to go out there and do it as, the, as they did in the past? I think they'll get there. Um, I just don't see where it or how they're doing it right now, only because of the close wins they've had. They haven't really blown anybody out. The defense has always has always been great, um, even though they have some little missteps here and there. But when you just look at it from the standpoint of who's played better so far this year, Dallas has just played better. Dallas has played better. Even uh, well, definitely Zeke getting that monster deal has tremendously helped them. I mean, you know, if, if, if I'm getting but, paid that much, I'm gonna go out there and ball till I fall too. <laughs> you ain't even gotta pay me that much. Just, you could just be like, hey, we gonna like send you twenty thousand. I'm like, I'm there, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm there. What you, we got? What we got? You know, is twenty thousand dollars. I could do this. I could at this do point, this. I, this, I, at this, this point, this I, point, I, we talking twenty per game. I'm there. I ain't tripping. I'm just like you. Hey, I'll take it. What I'd be passing There's somebody water. else that I know that be getting $20,000, period. But I guess I just look. We got to let that go. Yeah, that we got to. Um, we'll get to that one. <laughs> All right, so predictions in this game as far as the wins. We could slide this over to the side. Hurry up and get this one out the way because I definitely want to talk about how good. And it's so funny that Bernard isn't here with us. Um, but I definitely want to talk about how good the Lions, the oh, spectacular man. play of the Lions, we've oh. been seeing, especially last when week. I, so, when I tell y'all that was like one of the this, best games. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get so to that. Um, <laughs> we definitely. That's why we wanted to. We love the cheese heads, go pack go, but you know, I don't know, they're down in Dallas. They're down in Dallas and I've honestly seen I've I've honestly seen uh <laughs> I don't know Aaron Rodgers pull off some uh, some some miracles toss up and, and you know, I, as as we call them foot as we call them football miracles, everybody's been a witness. Um, I think it's really going to come down to today how well they can get their offense going. If they can't get that offense going against Dallas defense, then it's going to be a long day for Aaron to work it out. I'm just, you know, and that's just a tell, Aaron does tell of how it not is. Have, Aaron does not have um, a great O-line he whatsoever. He don't so have the same O-line he used to, to, to have, you know, at all. So, but I, I think today, yeah, I think today if I – if I was a betting man, I would have to go ahead and mm-hmm. give it to Dallas, and I think I think Dallas is going to win. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not a Packers fan anyway, so yeah, I'm not going for them. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I'm looking at the history of what they played so far through Week Four and coming into this week, and just you know, Dallas has just played better football, and there's no argument there. And most of the time, you know. 75, 85, 95, 100% of the time, the team is most prepared and who's already on that roll and got their got their packages together. That, t- that tends to be the team that wins, you know. Um, you see a lot more penalties with Dallas in the past, you know, than, than we've seen in the past. And if you look at just everything they've done so far, they're just not the team they used to be offensively. You know, defensively, they're still, they're still hanging in there. They're ranked ninth. So, I expect their defense to be able to, you know, do what it is, put pressure on the ball. 
So, so, oh, oh, and we have a Renard sighting. That is a Renard sighting, ladies and gentlemen. There's a Renard sighting. Some kind of way. I, I know I know we heard that we were talking about Detroit next, and I just think he manifested his way on to call. <laughs> some kind of way, because somebody going to have to eat some words in just a minute. Yes, they are. But before we get to that, welcome to the show, Renard. It's, it's, it's super good. It's super, super, um, super good to have you. Apparently, uh, I've been trying to call into the show, um, and my phone don't like me, and it's trying to get back at me for uh, talking bad about Detroit last week. I've got to eat some crow because Detroit showed me something last week. So what about it? Is, but, before, but before we get to that, because we needed you here for the whole entire Detroit conversation. Before we even get to that, we are talking Green Bay and Dallas right now. Who's going to take the win? Is, is Green Bay going to be a shocker with all of the injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and actually get a W down in Dallas? Or as America's team, them boys, whether you want to cool them? Um, actually, mm. you, what you don't I, like have no, I have no <laughs> faith in I have no faith in Dallas after they the way they played last week. Um, so I would normally so just say, all right, it's, I would normally say Green Bay was going to win, but then the Green Bay uh, uh, injury list looks like Sonny's, Santa's list up in here being super long, so I really couldn't pick if I tried. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how the Green Bay is. Sounds right now. Like one of them, like old 1929 car engines. This does have beat up. They actually are. But we've been here before with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, some kind of way, pulls has pulled it off in several seasons. He's even taken a season, come from way behind when the entire world just knew they were done for. And they won the NFC North title. So, how I'm seeing it is a little tad bit different. And for some reason, and I know Dak Prescott is still working out um, contract issues. But I don't know. I just, I see this one a little different. Kellen Moore is not looking like the, the offensive genius that he was looking like uh, in the first few weeks, but it, I think it was shown that anybody can look like an offensive genius when you're going up against the little sisters of the four in the first couple of weeks. Don't be talking about my team like that. I'm sorry, you weren't I mean, talking about this. <laughs> I said the Lions. I meant to say the Cowboys. I said Kellen Moore is looking like an offensive genius, but when you're going up against the little uh, little sisters of the four. You can, so I think I got to – I think Green Bay is going to pull it out because of their defense. I do too. I, I think Green Bay is going to pull it out, not just only because of their defense, but because of their chemistry, and their chemistry has a touch of arrogance. They don't have as much arrogance as the Patriots uh, situation, and I love that chemistry about them. I love that undefeated spirit that they carry around with them. But Aaron Rodgers – he he. When he told people to relax before, he has played in that mode ever since the the day he said that 
in a press conference. And that's kind of how he plays. Like, you know what, if we lose, we lose. But y'all just slow down because we're about to do everything that we can to grab this W. I don't care who's playing. Mary Jane Allen could be down there catching balls to me. If Mary Jane Allen suit up and they think she should be on the field, I'm going to hit Mary J. Allen in the numbers and expect her to run. I'm going to expect her to get some yards after the catch. Um, Total the dog might be out there. People might be coming back from the dead. We, we've we seen it. We, we've all seen Aaron Rodgers just rise people up. Like, he just picked a couple people up in the alley on the way. Like, yo, coach, you played really good football back in, you know, high school, like 20 years ago. So, I got faith in Green Bay today. I swear his offensive line was like grab the guy. I am never going to probably say that again in my life. But I, I think his offensive line was people that he picked up out the stands that have been drinking beer pre-gaming before the game. That's that's it. That's well, that's how they protect him. <laughs> 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 they gotta protect Aaron Rodgers. Like every time he gets sacked, it's like they try to be like, "Oh man, I thought that happened, Doug." Oh man, let me help you. Like that dude that didn't have on a shirt. That dude that didn't have on a shirt about thirty minutes ago just got got a jersey. Like, all right, you gonna protect Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Right. Literally. Literally. Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, his whole line is crap. And, and he still gets W's. So for all the I people, know. That's the crazy. But, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm about to go off subject for a moment because I just have to. Um, last week, I mean, this past Thursday, it was uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks up against the L.A. Rams, yeah, and Russell yeah. Wilson threw mm-hmm. some excellent dimes mm-hmm. and threw some great passes on the run, good this, good that. I swear, after that game, they were slurping at the altar of Russell and basically saying Russell is the only person that can throw those type of passes. Russell, I'm sorry. I swear Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes exist. And when they was, I think Russell Wilson's in that conversation for one of the only three that can throw those passes, but don't say only when Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes exist. I am so sorry. I don't even say only three. Uh, that's crazy. I I wouldn't even say three. Uh, okay. I mean, but when they said it, I instantly was thinking, Aaron Rodgers does still exist. He really does. And well, that's you know, essentially people, his whole offense say... is throwing on the run. You got to remember, man, when people are making comments, they're, it's just a comment, you know, and a lot of times, I agree with it's you. Verbal they do not, they do, it's, it's right, it's, it's not so much as to necessarily be factual, but it's just an expression of that person's opinion, just like she just said, it's verbal clickbait, because it makes people go look. It draws attention to the and, fact. And that start like, the conversation. <laughs> Right, and now now here we are having a conversation about it, so it worked. I'm having a conversation about it because I'm a Bears fan, and it's been done to me as a Bears fan for too many years. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a conversation about it. <laughs> of course I'm having a conversation about it. I've seen that play too many times. That was not the first time I had seen that happen. Heck, I saw it happen in week one. Now we know. We know. You're gonna tell us how you really feel. I can tell you just a little, just a little. Oh man, 
So, so when they so, say he's the only one that could do it, man, it just happened three weeks ago, four weeks right, ago. You having flashbacks and stuff. You should have called him. You know what I'm saying? Man. You know what I'm saying? Should've we could, I could have opened up the football fan rush line, and you just could have went in. I would have, man, you could have hit. That would have been my first regards rent of the season right there. What happened? (laughs) What happened was we was, but see, um, yeah, what happened? Hey, man, it's just one of those things. I know I went off on a tangent, but I had to say that. Aaron Rodgers, he, he is always on the run. His offensive line doesn't protect him. And that well, is he got to be on the run. He, he's on the run for the reason you just said. He don't have a choice. But you know what that's sad get... because that that's that's an excuse for most teams. Yeah, they don't have an analogy, but is. that O line is exactly. Oh, wait till we get to this. <laughs> so we rolling two. Two of us have selected Green Bay to be victors and one for the Cowboys. I'm picking against Dallas. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to say. This is not a See, you know, game. It, it, this is not non-binary. Like, you got to pick somebody. I mean, like, trust me. It's not even that. It's not even that I'm like a huge Dallas fan because I'm not. I don't even talk about Dallas, so y'all know that. But. If I'm just like if I'm just judging the game on the merit of the game and who's playing it, you know, I agree. I agree that the one reason, the two reasons why Green Bay would have the opportunity to win are their defense and Aaron Rodgers. I can't say it's their defense and their offense because that's not the truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. No, you know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just. I mean, yeah, right, he has so, an offense. But it ain't, you know, it's, come on, man. We looking at it like, all right, we already know. If it come down to it, he got to throw the long ball. We already know that. So we know who, who we know who's stepping up to play and leading the game. But I'm just looking at just the mode that outside, like I said, outside of last week in Dallas, that's fine. <laughs> you know, they were just, they've just been playing better in, in spite of that loss. And that's the only reason I would give them, a, you know, give them a win. But I'm not giving up. Okay. Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's that's a hard one for me. I, th- this is a hard one for me. Um, uh, especially after I saw how the team got exposed, and when I mean the team, I mean Dallas, in last week's mm. game. So it, it it changed a lot of perspective because this is when you go up against real teams, and they really pick you apart and expose you, you just... Well, I mean, and I get that, but that's considering... So, and not not taking anything away from Green Bay, but just looking at this year, that, that, your statement will definitely make sense if we were talking about the same type of Green Bay we're used to seeing. Them being well, a I, don't I don't take anything away Green Bay from. every... Every year, we yeah, every year, every two years, every year, <laughs> every two we get a new every, every season, somebody new. I remember when, um, yeah, what was our new thing? Um, Jones. I have to look at the roster. Uh, I, can't, like, I can't remember. I don't right. think I can't remember his season. I can't remember his first name, but um, I remember his last name was Jones, the wide receiver that came in. We was all like, "What is going on? He just killing everybody." <laughs> 
Yeah, like but, yeah, it, it was it was awesome to see. So I don't know. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with them. This isn't something that you will hear often from me. Hopefully, you will not hear it again. But I am definitely taking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Green Bay. Yeah, well, cool. and with that, I'm we got to wrap it. up, y'all. Is it she's going, two, she, she, well, she, she one taking, for, she, I don't really care who wins, but I have a feeling I know who's going to win. Um, one for <laughs> Green Bay is probably going to take it, and one for Dallas is probably going to take it. So I will tweet that. I will see how it goes. We'll see which one of the hosts got that right. So moving right on next, you know what? Unreal. He has disappeared on me. Again. Where did he go? And it's cool. It's cool because he knew we were about to talk about Detroit. Oh, no, I'm still here. I haven't haven't gone anywhere. You ready? Would you you like to do your prelude as to uh, you sent Detroit to the depths of hell last week? You you sent Detroit to the depths of hell. You slammed everybody on that team Except for the, the for Martha, God bless her, her Jackie Onassis gloves and her age. You, this was every. If we said Detroit, it was just like man. You know, Detroit has a chance can, to win. You know, like Detroit could possibly pull it out. It no, it's not going to be a shootout. Oh, it's going to be a shootout. This is what this is what Kansas City is gonna do to Detroit. It's gonna be like, oh, they're not gonna get a shot. And oh, Detroit is god awful. Okay. I can't right. believe they're at the top of the division. We gonna go there. We gonna go there. We gonna come in, and this is gonna be all that. And then we think this is probably the one, the best game. That came they in. Play they played in a while. Yeah, that's what. All right. I, 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 I have oh to be a little pro, but we're going to start off by reminding ourselves that Detroit still lost. We're going to remind ourselves of that. That's it, whatever makes you feel. Yeah, but they still, I mean, but what? they might have still lost, but if you look at the way they played, they they played that game. They played a better game through and through, dude, period. A much better they, game. They, they were the better team. They were the better team. Was prepared. And they would you know, not have lost had a touchdown that was actually a touchdown not been called back and considered not a touchdown. I, I'll say this much. It seems like since last season, Detroit seems like to wake up for for big teams. Like they, last season they beat the Patriots. They came prepared this, this, this season. They came prepared to play against the Chiefs and – Patrick Mahomes, although he eventually got some decent numbers, he didn't have his game. And Detroit, I believe, was the better team that day. Just the ball, the ball and the flags fell in favor of in favor of uh, the Chiefs. But I felt like Detroit was the better team that was last week. Uh, uh, they. Dang, that was a high-scoring game. <laughs> that was a high-scoring game. <laughs> and the Chiefs fans were sweating until the end of the game. And I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I was sitting there at the end of that game like, please win this game, Chiefs, because I do not want to have to go on the show where the Lions won at the end of that game. Even though the Lions oh, looked I bet better, you, I, I did not I want to have to were. come back. 
Much less as I talked last week, I needed, even with the Lions' moral victory, I needed the Lions to actually lose. And the crazy thing was by halftime, they looked, they looked really great. And Matt Stafford, to be hurt, did an amazing job of connecting with, with, with his players. He actually did do an amazing job. I will, never, I will never give Matt Stafford any credit. He's the most overrated QB in, in NFL history. They've been slurping at How can the you offer of Matt that? Stafford since oh, Georgia. How can no. you say yeah, that? Yeah, I said that. I said that. No. How? How is he I said it. He's consistent. How? He's consistent every year, dude. He's extremely consistent. He's consistent he is, every that's year. That's one thing you can count on. If, if Mike even, 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 Mike, even Mike Boyd that came on the show last week. Mike Boyd came on the show last week and said it before I did, and I was loving it. I'm not the only one but that thinks that. He and he's a Lions fan. At the same time, at the same time, we were asking you both, what's the question? At the same time, we both asked the same question. How? He's extremely he's consistent, consistent every year, dude. He's one of the most consistent I am, QBs he, I am, in the game. Not, I thought and, he was and, good. And, and nobody, nobody. Look, I come from a team of not good quarterbacks. Now, would you like me to go all the way? I mean, after Warren Moon, I Wait, you can't going. talk about team of not good quarterbacks to me. I, I you cannot talk about team of not good quarterbacks to me. Can I say that? 
<laughs> you got a point. <laughs> I, I've never said it's worse than the game. No. Never oh, have said that. You got a point, unfortunately. <clears throat> I have I said he's overrated. This show I, is 12.05, and that phrase come out. It's anybody's mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have said he's overrated. I have consistently said he's overrated. That's been my only consistency about him is that I've said he's overrated. I don't know what he's overrated about because How? nobody overly expects him to be on the same level of a Aaron Rodgers or a Russell or Tom Brady uh, or, or, or any of them. They don't, they don't, say, he's, I mean, they don't say he's in the top mm-hmm. tier one. They often put him in tier two, and I am not putting him in tier two. Well, I mean, if you look at it, like top, top ten quarterback fit, like what, 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 what I'm, I'm I'm believe tier one is only three to four or five quarterbacks long, and that's probably your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, your Patrick Mahomes, your Russell Wilson. That might be the end of the list of the tier one. Your tier two would be two through nine. I mean, not two through nine. The rest through nine, and the rest is tier three, and that is not saying us. I'll put him in the same. I'll put him in the same tier as Mitchell Trubisky. Now he might be at the front of that tier, and Tr- Mitch might be at the back, but he's in the same tier. Have you ever heard any of his players overly complain about him? No. Oh, okay. So moving that. right along, we do know that last year the big game that the Lions won against the Patriots and. and Y'all know why, right? No. No. Wait a minute. I'm not going to so say what you put that staff first. So none of y'all knew that they had Coach King from the Patriots? So oh, yeah, he's in front of the Patriots. He's the defensive <laughs> coach from the Patriots. I know that. So if you... The DC from the so Patriots. The defensive coordinator. I know. That's nothing new. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to the next topic Because we only got an hour left And we got to go in What next topic? We haven't finished I'm trying to move on from the Lions no. I'm trying to move on from the Lions Wow no, You don't get to do that No, sorry, we need to <laughs> Y'all going to make me eat this crow for Y'all trying to make me Well, it's well, I mean, in, in all honesty, we're still we're still eating the crow because they lost. However, you're only eating crow because they look they're a better team than what you expected them to be, and you got to eat that. They are a so, better team than I expected. We, I'm still just, I still know, have lost. The only the only difference between our crow and your crow is ours is a little bit well cooked, and yours isn't because of how long Mine you just is had nice this <laughs> Mine is nice and raw. (laughs) Y'all got a medium well crow over there. I'm sitting over here eating raw crow. I'm just saying. It's fresh in here. Um, That's hilarious. Man. We have to go. If we have to uh, go, well, you know. They're out on a bye, so we couldn't do. We had to praise them. That was a great game. That was a that was a hard loss, but that was a well well fought loss because they even oh, gained a lot more respect for their fans. We talked to a few of their fans via Twitter, 
um, last week live, as well as we definitely have one call in. Well, you know, and, I think uh, they also gained a lot of respect for themselves to just to see where they are, you know, and to know that it's, it's you know, to have your game, you know, and every, if you play football, any sport, when you have, when you lose your game to a penalty or to a bad call, um, it doesn't take it doesn't take the loss of the you know the feeling of loss away it doesn't soften it all, but it actually makes it a little bit hard to deal with. But you also get to see, you know, you go back and review. Okay, we did so much right versus what we did wrong. So let's take from that and move on to the next game. The great thing for them they got to buy. They get to sit back and relax for a week, you know, and getting ready to themselves and head into next weekend. So I believe that when they come back. Um, We'll we'll probably see a better uh, definite turnaround in the win column for them, especially when it comes to them, them having to play, you know, play the league game, play the um, division games. So right now it's just I think they're they're in a good position to build and to keep moving forward from what we've seen. And I'm, I can't say I'm super excited about that, but I'm excited for them. You know, just because I know that they, it's been a long time since they've been been in a position where they can fight to get to where they want to be, and with the way things are working out now, it looks like they may actually be able to get there. So we'll see. Y'all know how it is. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. So we won't be able to see them until next week when they jump back on. Um, and as we wrap that little station up. <sighs> We gotta get on to the other people. <laughs> Don't we? We gotta get on. We go ahead. We, we, can, we can knock my squad out. The world knows that I am a huge, <clears throat> avid, vivid, is live and living color, purple and gold, bleeding Vikings fan. And I'm and and that's that's in my bones. I'll be that forever. But I. Think this season I'm going blind because I see a great receiver core, a pretty solid tight end, an amazing starting running back, an amazing rookie tailback, and then there is something out there that wears the number eight that gets like the Did ball you call him a rookie tailback. David Madison is a rookie. David Madison, I already said we have an amazing running back and a great. Oh no, he has a. I thought you said rookie. I thought you said rookie though. Madison is a rookie. Oh okay, all right, all right, all right. You hear what I'm saying? We have an amazing running back and an amazing rookie tailback. Okay. I was mis- misunderstanding what you were saying. I thought you were calling Dalvin Cook a rookie. I, no. I was misunderstanding. I was no. misunderstanding. No, and then they have this thing that wears the number eight jersey that receives the ball he, after the snap count, and he's supposed to get it to one of them to do something miraculous, like at least get one yard or more for a touchdown. Um advance and march the team down the field to the red zone to prepare them to score the touchdown. Any kind of way, um, receive yardage, 
be on the ground in the air with yards after the catch or a great completion, or if nothing else, to get the team in field goal range to kick for three. I don't exactly know what it does, but I do know as of last week it drives a lot of people to drink, even people who don't drink. Like I think Little Sisters of the Poor, all of the nuns in there were drinking if they happen to be Viking fans. I am not exactly sure what this $84 million contributed to, but a quality quarterback it did not. And now we're stuck. And what I saw with the Vikings playing the Bears was honestly horrible. I watched it a team a, a team that's quality, great players, really good staff come in there and be out schemed, out coached, out played. They just should have just stayed outside. That's how bad it was because the injuries that the Bears have are very key injuries and that's been key to why the Bears had successful season, had a successful season last year, and are kind of on a roll now. If you, if you didn't look at paper and you really didn't look that they were coming to this game being at the bottom of the NFC North division, looking at the game, yeah, there were some key mistakes that were made, but they weren't playing horrible, horrible football. I, I, I was one of the few that was not sold when the Vikings made the announcement that this is who they were going after, and even when he was signed and I was crucified. I did not um I was not even close to being impressed with him last season considering I saw two backup quarterbacks work our offense way better than this supposedly starter that got quite a bit of money. And this season I don't even have words. The words haven't been created. Join me later today as I make up words to describe this man. I am and let me put this out there. Do not well, I won't say do not. You can tweet me when he completes the pass or gets a touchdown. I am not saying you are being paid as though you are a top quarterback. You are supposed to be able to do this. So please don't 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 tweet me after he has made twenty nine interceptions, dropped the ball, thrown the ball at the ground, hit the receivers in the numbers, tried to throw these fake audibles that nobody even had an idea that a ball was coming their way. Or, or any of the things that I've seen, and he throws one bomb pass for a touchdown, and I'm supposed to remove all of that. This is what he is getting paid to do. This is his job, period. And not only does it seem like he's really not doing it, he's being very subpar at it. I'm not going to clap when he actually does it because this is what $84 million was put on the line for you to come here and do. So, no, I don't get excited when he throws one or two touchdowns. For $84 million, I'm expecting you to come in and hit the star receivers or hit one of the backup wideouts if the stars are out, to be able to connect to the tight end. Great handoffs. Granted, the Bears did a great job in stuffing Dalvin Cook like nobody knew that that was going to happen. But the offensive game, the, the game on offense just could not get going. As I watched that game several times and watched several key plays, I had no idea what was going on, what plays were being called. I just could not figure out how the Vikings could not get out of this hole. It just felt like they were completely ill-prepared for this game, like as if somebody shook them all that morning and was like, yo, 
I'm sorry, it's last minute. You guys grab what you can grab, come to the airport, get on the team plane. The people who were supposed to play the Bears canceled, and we need you guys to step up. That is how bad yeah. it is on both sides of the ball. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll <laughs> Uh, you all can hear how she really feels. She just gave you the the radio edit, the clean edit. This is, and that was not nice. She really has said a lot of things, and most of which I wish I could disagree with her. I was uh, thinking about it, and one point that people must realize: some people kept on saying, "Well, uh, Kirk Cousins had a great few seasons ahead, so it made sense when the Vikings signed him." The problem is Kirk Cousins' numbers were inflated. They much have inflated. Much, uh, if you look back at the Washington Redskins record, during the time he was a QB, it was not that great of a record. There was, matter of fact, it was a losing record. Add that to the fact that many of the games, uh, including the game when he infamously said, you like that, you like that, the Redskins were behind, and when you're behind, the offensive coordinator has no choice but to put the ball in the QB's hands and throw a lot of passes. And when you're throwing yeah, passes, it. that is going to inflate that QB's inflate that QB's passing numbers. I'm not going to say that he didn't do the work because yes, he did do the work in some of those games and made some comebacks. But if we look at an overall game plan, when QBs are ahead in a game, the ball, their numbers often don't reflect such a great game because at that point the, the coach often puts the ball into the running back's hand and there's no need to inflate these QBs' numbers. If you look at even the, the New Orleans Saints, once the ball is once the game is in hand, they put the ball in Alvin Kamara's hand. Once the game is in hand in New England, they put the ball in Sonny Michelle's hand. A good running back is supposed to be the friend of the QB. And it should tell you something right now that how much they have given the ball to Dalvin Cook should tell you that they don't the coaching staff doesn't even trust cousins anymore. Well no, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Okay. Um, Mike coach Mike Zimmer did actually want to bring the running game back and he wanted to have a much better running game this season. So that was a huge focus. So a healthy um Dalvin Cook was something that they were striving for. The team the team was striving for as well as that was an amazing Pickup oh, I'm not and they saying got Madison. Shouldn't be a priority. But that's but, what he wants it. Right. So, no, it should be a priority, but the numbers should be closer to 50-50, not heavily weighted on either side. If, if that's what his focus is, that's what his focus is. But the thing is, if the run game can't get going, and you have a star combination in Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, and you guys, Rick Spillman and everybody else in that front office, have collectively agreed to bring this man on for Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs to be unhappy that they are not getting the touches and, and receptions that they should be getting because 
they can't. And it's not at their fault. Like I you you can't say that every single thing has been their fault. They're just not getting the ball how and where they should. So cool. Let's rely on the run game. Well now you've got him the the handoffs are pretty bad. Or you come up against players where they stuff. Well, they, they stuff that's and they what they do. They, yeah. All now, you know, they're in once and once you one you should have been prepared for the Bears defense to be able to do that to a running game just from from looking at what the Bears had already done this season. Exactly, that, that's been their history been so for this season and last so season. Once it happens, you should mm-hmm. be able to adjust and switch to a passing game. <clears> that I do have to blame Zimmer on. You should not have been surprised that the Bears front seven was able to do what they did. You should have been able to make an adjustment. Uh, but here's the thing: adjust to what? No, right, exactly. What are you going to do? How, how can you adjust, adjust to what? He's not. He's not successfully passing the ball. I, I am exactly. two I games Zimmer, ago. I don't just blame Cousins for that. I blame Zimmer and Cousins. Zimmer for not preparing it for it. Cousins not for being able to excuse, uh, execute it. Maybe Cousins can't do it. That's what he did. Off inflated numbers. Off inflated numbers. No. Is, is how he got here, but maybe he never could do it. And so you bring you, – you, you have all of the other pieces of the puzzle on offense excessively sitting there from the starters to the backups. They are finally ready. Nobody has said that the Vikings do not have a quality offense. Nobody can say that. We've seen them with even Sam Bradford coming in after Teddy Bridgewater took that horrible injury. We've watched them have to play through the Adrian Peterson situation, even though, you know, most of those players are gone. We've watched Dalvin Cook come in, start a great rookie season, get hurt, and finally bounce back. We've got a great rookie tailback back there. Our tight end, Kyle Rudolph, comes in as a tight end. Huge, big guy, gets the yards after the catch that we need, helps us march down the field. The only missing piece was having a consistent – we didn't even need a great quarterback. We needed a consistent quarterback that could work effectively, whether it was handoffs for the ground game, whether he needed to even run and slide for a few yards to get either the first down or closer to the first down, or a pretty consistent arm. It didn't have to even be the greatest arm, just a pretty consistent arm to at least hit whoever is open downfield for those yards after the catch leading to a scoring play of some sort, even if it's only to get down the field for a field goal. It's not happening. And this is why, and I'm going to go back to Matt Stafford. This is why Matt Stafford keeps getting his contract. Because Matt's not out there trying to be Tom Brady. Matt is consistently he's, he's playing out there the being, game He's, he's out there being Matt hand. Stafford. Right. Exactly. He's not and doing he's anything outside of his body or outside of his skill set. As right. they continue and, to give Matt, renew his contract, and the numbers get higher, it's because Matt knows the lane that he's in, and he stays in it, and it works. He is consistent with a ground game based on his numbers and his stats, which are not inflated, as well as an aerial attack. This is what they were hoping for from Kurt. 
It's not what we're seeing. And it's really heartbreaking because this was a year with the weapons that the Vikings had, they could have definitely successfully seen the postseason. And we, the Vikings in itself, we have some issues. We, we do have some penalty issues. Um, and there are a few players that I'm okay if they get replaced and don't come back next season. They've had a great run with us, Xavier, Xavier Rose being one. Those penalties are very costly. And that's big considering how much she was, a, she was a fan of Xavier Rose when he first was hitting the, hitting the field. She fed up with his, his penalties. She just fed up with them. I won't, I, I won't say that. I've seen him play better. I don't think a lot of the things that he does, I think it's a, a way more emotion than that's needed, which leads to really bad penalties. Um, we're back to doing something we'd overcome, stopping uh, being successful ourselves on the third down play or stopping the run on the third down play. The, I haven't even gotten to the Vikings defense. The Vikings have an awesome defense. I'm glad Everson Griffin is back. Can we say I love that? that. Oh, my God. That, defense that was just done. the last game. I got to give it to him. That was just the last game. I mean, and Harris yeah. is, is now a starter. He's come in and he stepped up tremendously. Eric Kendrick is healthy. Neil Hunter, right? That's what I said. He's he's back, and I'm glad of that. They have a great, great defense. The DC does a great job with him, and of course, Mike Zimmer has a lot to do with that because he's a defensive-minded coach. But last week, it looked like they had no idea what was going on. They were getting blown. So bad. Tariq Cohen is like four foot zero. He was running. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a listen, minute. He's but been listen. A pro bowler for two seasons. But so that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's not anybody. But when you see the type of caliber team, especially with the corners, I'm, I'm up and down with Trey Wayne for the Vikings, but with the corners that the Vikings do have and the safeties that the Vikings have, it should not have been that easy. But Tariq Cohen to just, just, I mean, he was out there running like, they were like, go ahead, man. They look like, they look like, yo, this one down there, don't it? It was, they were tripping over themselves. It was, it was ridiculous missed tackles. It was like everyone was, was all over the place. And when you have Daniel Hunter out there, when you have Everson Griffin, and the Bears don't have a great O-line, and yet they were holding the line for Chase that, why? You call him by his real name. I just say D Hunter. All about that D because he is coming for you. And he he's awesome. Deep. Harrison Smith was awesome. A couple great key plays that helped keep the Vikings in, if you want to call it, keep them in the game. But there were so many things that the, the, the Vikings were just completely out everything. Out coached, out matched, out schemed, just, just out. They, they, they just were. And I had no idea why when they got a quarterback, got a quarterback, a touchdown at the end of the game, which is great. They weren't going out with zero. And I'm going to talk about your squad, y'all squad, too, because I can't lie. There's no reason that that's all the points that they should have scored, considering the Vikings. So, considering the Vikings had no idea what was going on. But, um, so that doesn't, that doesn't look really, really great. But back to the Vikings, who what, – what was the point of trying to go for a two-point conversion at this point? Was y'all going to win? Was the game closed? Was this any type of deciding factor, or did y'all just feel like, 
oh, you know what, we lost this game. Let's try something that we did in practice. Like, it, it just, it none of it made any sense. None, none, and then he still didn't get it. What I watched, it wasn't even like a real attempt. I don't know what Kirk Cousins, I just, I just feel like he, I cannot say on this show what I actually feel like, but that is not $84 million worth of anything out there. That's not an $84 million nothing home out there in the middle of the field that you could just be like, well, you know, at least it looks good. No. It's a gamble going wrong. And I can understand. And the players, and this is another thing, players have the right to be upset at certain things, especially when it's not 100% their fault. They'll take their lump. But this was the guy that was selected to do the job that they're expecting him to do. Nobody is flawless. Are wide receivers going to drop balls and sometimes in key situations and cost them a game? Sure they are. It's happened. They will. It's it's not not happened. Is a great quarterback going to throw a pick? Uh, Yeah, we see it from Tom Brady. We see it from Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it from Russell Wilson. We've seen it from Cam Newton. It's got to happen. The other team is out there playing, too. They get paid. If they see an opportunity, they're going to take it. But when you don't even give the other team opportunity to take it because you're so bad. Ooh. I, know I mean, that. I, that, that, that's frustrating. That, that's extremely I mean, you frustrating. I think that, that to me is an excellent segue into what I need to say about some of these Bears fans, some of these media people, some of these people talking about Chase Daniel and how they feel he should be the next quarterback of the Bears and give up on Trubisky. That's too many problems with that statement. Too many problems with that statement. For one, I'm like, you all over here with revisionist history. This happened last season. And last season, Chase Daniel came in the game. He looked good in that game. And then proceeded to lose to the Giants. And then proceeded to almost lose the following game. And it was the defense that saved him. Chase Daniel has been a career backup, and you said the perfect thing. There's no way the Bears should have only scored 16 points. No, they had at all. four field goals. Four exactly. Field goals. We, I mean, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. We, that should have been a blowout. And this is nothing against the Vikings. It should have been a blowout. It should have. It, yeah. it, it, and, it, and it could have been – it can be something against the Vikings because the Vikings were not ready. And so I'm starting to wonder, as I look at a history of quite a few games lately, these big games they are not ready for. Is that I a mean, the Bears issue? defense has proven they're ready for prime time. The Bears receivers but they, but they ready do that for prime much every year. I'm, I'm questioning you – know. Is the Bears offense and the Bears QB ready for prime time? Well, Mike, Mike, what were you saying about every year? Well, you know, every year the defense is, is solid. So I, I'm re- I've never really worried about the defensive side of the ball. Maybe every now and then a, cor- uh, we, a cornerback or two. Nah. The freshman years, they were, they were not ready during the freshman year. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they you know, had a couple. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about recently. <laughs> You know, um, but when you look at it from that standpoint and just the way they played last week, it, like I said, it wasn't like a stellar performance. Like they came out and just, you know, turned it up on them offensively. They struggled too. 
And that's sad that they struggle because the Vikings were fighting their own battle within themselves. They were fighting themselves. So it's all... You know, so I, I like know. even with today's game against you know with the, with today's game against Oakland for the Bears and you know with with the Vikings games like you just look at them like oh my God which they're not you, we can't say regardless of where they rank on you know in the division or how that's playing out um, you have to look at it you have to call a spade a spade and. Both of those offenses are questionable. One is just a little bit better than the other, and the reason why they're only a little bit better than the other because they got a, because of the defense. That's it. That's the only thing. You know, other than that, I, I just, really can't I was see. Shocked. I was man. I was shocked. I was just looking at the fact hurt. like, why is the game so so like so? Why the game is like why is it low? Y'all, it's like they're not playing good, but you I mean, still, but the, you can't. The Vikings you got to be able to get did, away. The Vikings yeah. defense did come out and they did play, but they were not the defense that we were used to. A lot of blown coverage, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of very questionable decisions oh, man. on yeah, who and what and how they were they were covering and, and tackling, and I, I was I was truly lost. Like I was hurt because. That's just not where um, I expected the Vikings to be, be it a, be it a fan or not. On paper, and literally things that we've seen on the field, the team is a threat, and the team is still a threat. We've got to pull it together. Um, today the Bears are up against Oakland. Of course, they're in London with Big Ben and some tea time and some Cheerio tips. So dope. <laughs> um, we've got friends and fans over there. Enjoying the game, so have fun, you guys. This is a big game for Khalil Mack. We all know how Khalil, well, hopefully you do know that Khalil Mack was acquired from the Oakland Raiders in a very sketchy type of situation when the Bears. They, he, was, he was acquired in a very stupid way because uh, if we looked at it, mm, the Raiders, since Khalil Mack has been in Chicago, has had 18 sacks. And eight but, but why is that a stupid way? But why are you saying stupid? That was a, a great acquisition for the Bears. Oh, that, if it wasn't, but it wasn't working. It wasn't working for Oakland. But it wasn't working for Gruden. The Bears took advantage of a stupid move. It wasn't a stupid well, move because if, it wasn't if, working if, for if, Oakland. It didn't work. Oakland still ain't slacking, though. Oakland has had 18 sacks and eight forced fumbles, and Cleo Mack by himself has had 17 sacks and 10 forced fumbles. You think they're going to let him by himself today? <laughs> no, he ain't gonna no, man, he oh, getting okay. double teamed the whole game today. You, I guarantee it. They got days because they can't afford not to. Yeah, the the. I mean, just looking at if you I just mean, look at the way, if, if you if you watch how the uh, how the uh, sportscasters talked about is just the way he was getting off the ball. They compare him to Richard Dent. And just their move and their technique and man, dude, yeah, you got a plan to stop that dude. 
But that's going to open up more because the, the, the Chicago defense is, is not stale on any side. It's not. You really can't, you know, there may be a slight dig down, you know, downfield you can take as far as the cornerback situation goes. But even there, it's not. They've, they've done very well with the bend, don't break philosophy. And I say that because every time I watch them, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Like all right, y'all can give a little bit. Just don't break, man. What's going on? Oakland isn't slouching. Not at all. They have. They're much better this season than they are last year. But they are not going to be the Oakland of old until they're in Vegas. Well, that's that's fine. But what are they going to be today? Oh, they're going to lose today. They're going to lose today. You think? Yeah. He said they're going to lose, y'all. That's what he said. And he said it confidently, like, yeah, yeah, they're going to lose. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> Put a stick in it. I really, you know, from from the standpoint of just how um, the offense is playing, and, and and I'm really not 100% behind the quarterback. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people where, as when you put in a backup, I, I, I don't judge by the first game. You know, I look at how long your starter has to be out, and then I'm like, okay, if he's going to be gone for four games, I will, I'll know about a fourth game if he's any good. Because I have to give him that. I want to give him that time. It's like, all right, you jumped in there. You might be a good. You pulled out a little bitty win, you know, um, against against uh, Minnesota. But here you're coming to deal with a different team that's playing a little bit better. And now oh, you have to look at the fact that Right. Now you have to look at the fact that, you know, you really are exposed to quarterback. And, and, and Khalil Mack is the only one with something to prove. I mean, Chase Daniel, Chase Daniel is not the type of QB uh, the Bears fans should want after a defensive coordinator gets to look at him for a whole week. Well, that's what I said. So... We'll see how it plays out. I mean, you know, y'all know, y'all know how it is, man. It's like you got to sit up here and you. Unfortunately, you know, fans aren't on the board. Fans aren't in there picking up. You know, uh, we're not able to help with the draft decisions. Um, I think that would be really cool if they if they allowed that. You know, just like I don't don't know. (laughs) I think that would be the dumbest thing in the world. No, I didn't say no. (laughs) Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Probably would, but that would be interesting to watch. I, it just, just, just for the fun sake of it. It would be see if fun, they listen. but it would be very stupid. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm best, looking at the, it. The, the, the NFL version of letting the fans participate in the draft is called fantasy football. That's the only way they you can have let a point. participate. You have a point. Because the, they ain't got to pay no money for that. <laughs> But I look, you know, just from the standpoint of where they are. All right, somebody's walking in. Hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's walking in. Somebody just walked in the not. studio, Mike. I think so, man. They ain't leave nothing. They just kind of like open the door and close it and walk back out. So I don't even know who it was. Well, I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup today, um, because both teams have something to prove. Definitely. Khalil's been waiting on this opportunity again. 
So that's going to be good. Khalil is trying to downplay it. Khalil is going to eat Gary Carr up. He may. He may not. He may. He may not. Um, how how, how many fights you think you're going to get today, Oh, it's definitely gonna be a joy to watch. Just, just off the, and I get to watch it today, which I'm very happy about. Cause y'all know, I'm, I'm, you know, for those who know, for those who don't know, you know, I live in LA. Um, I'm no longer in Chicago, so I can only see certain games at a certain time. So because they play in Oakland today, I get to watch the game. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I believe y'all should definitely, you know, follow us on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the thankful to the old school over the over the air antenna because I'm mad at a certain satellite TV company not named not named uh, Direct TV. This satellite TV company has lost Fox. Uh, so anybody in Chicago that is using the same satellite company that I'm using, and you all know who I'm talking about. If you are, it's time to pull out your antenna. I already made sure my antenna was working because I'm not missing this game. Yeah, and I think that's, um, well, you can, it's also being carried on Sirius. Oh, um, it's also being carried on, was it, the score? Has it, um, I think the sad thing is so many of the the apps don't have an Xfinity option to log in, but you do have a Dish and a DirecTV login. But have you have you tried that? I've tried it many ways, but I'm just gonna go old school with the antenna. I made sure it's right. I made sure the quality is good. I'm go ahead and get that but a little. Go ahead and get just that. However you got to do it. You know how yeah, you, you got to do, do it. it. So, yeah, so as, we mentioned before, the, as we mentioned was, was before, the Oakland ahead. Raiders are, are not um, slouching at all this season. It's, practically, it's a pretty consistent season. It's a, a couple of their games have actually shocked me. I thought they were going to be nice little elves, and no. Yeah, I mean, even no. like I said, for them to be a 500 team, they're not a bad 500 team. And that's what people have to keep in mind. It's like, you know, if you look at how they play, they very they get they're not getting blown out or anything like that. So they have just as much chance to win this game as you know, as the Bears do. Um, no different than when you know, than when Minnesota got played the Giants today. <laughs> um, which I don't even think we did the scores for that game or did we? Well, for uh, Minnesota and the Giants. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to give my team another hope. Now, if they cannot beat the Giants, who doesn't need – they don't even trust Eli Manning. I don't, I've got trust in Eli Manning. Here, I'm so just I don't saying. know what they've been looking at. But they definitely have been like Eli. I'm going to let you go ahead and but, sit this one out. But, but I got I, I, I'm going to let you probably sit the rest know. of the season out. So you can make well, all your commercials think, and stuff. Are we sure that Eli didn't uh, walk into the front office and say, "Go and sit me down," because I don't want to have a losing career? Man, right he was looking unless 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 man. unless he's got a good game face. He was looking a little. Uh, 
hurt, yeah. emotional, <laughs> in his feelings. He was looking like, you can't do this he to got me. I'm a, I'm a he was in his feelings, y'all. y'all saying he was in his feelings. Uh, yes. He was in his feelings, dude. But, you know, but the I don't know why. Is, when it comes down to it, you know, coaching is, is about making the right decision for the team. And sometimes it is a hard decision to make. Especially when you, you know, when you're when you got a quarterback who you trusted for so long, but when that quarterback gets to the point to where they can't, you know, they're not successful on the field where you need them to be, and they're not playing the way they they've used to play, then you got to make that decision. Um, the, the rookie uh, they, they tried to bench him. Uh, they tried to bench him last season. What's the name? Gino. Well, uh, they tried to bench him to Gino. And the world blew up. Like, no, you can't do this to Eli. And they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And well, he's definitely been sat down this here yeah, time. So. Up soon. <laughs> no. Well, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him getting but up anytime soon unless the rookie starts playing hard. I'm rolling with the Vikings. I am rolling with the Vikings. Now, if the Vikings don't pull this off, then we need to talk about some things. This is is going to come down to more than just the Kirk Cousins problem. Oh yeah. I'm not saying this is gonna be an easy win. If you if you were cutting people in order of need to cut Cousins, Zimmer, or Spillman. It'll probably be Spillman. That would be the first person you cut? Mm Mhm. Number two. Who's number two? Um if it was possible, I definitely replace the quarterback. Okay. And 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 it's beyond just what you see. Um, honestly, here's here's something else. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, which just was not good for the team. It was a Rick Spillman, Rick Spillman pick a few years ago. He is from just on the the tip of the Chicago area in the south suburbs in the Cree area. Um, Marcus Sherrills. I felt he should have moved up, but you know, it's the kick return game. If you don't have it, you don't have it. He was great for us when we had it. You know, he lost the separate so I understood releasing him as well as there was another player that was released. When it came to the Bears, instead of looking in the pool of players who just weren't picked up by their team or were potentially out there just, you know, standing next to the waiver wire waiting on us to open up or, or what have you. Instead of going to get some quality, they actually picked all those players back up. That, that was a Rick Spillman Zimmer decision. They picked those players back up for the one game against the Bears. And I just – I'm having a very hard time with a lot of the decisions at this point. A, a lot of it, and, and you can't be 100% foolproof all the time, but why? If they weren't successful on the team and you had to let them go, the, the idea was, well, we don't have enough time to teach anybody a new strategy. They they know the strategy. They know the ropes. They know what to do. Laquan's a great blocking receiver because you, you need one of those. But who do he block? The Vikings side is zero. So who who did he block for to run in for a touchdown or, or, or get to the red zone? So picking them back up, giving them a check was like, it, it was ridiculous when you could have gotten somebody. To, to me, and this is so weird, when you have injuries or an instant pickup on a team, 
sometimes that's a great team because your opponent does not have a chance to prepare for them because they didn't watch them. Exactly. They they don't have a chance to prepare for them. So when I saw Chase go out there, I'm like, they don't have to feel Chase out a minute. Chase probably going to get a touchdown. I literally said that because they're not ready to stop Chase and how he works with the Bears offense. They've seen a few games last year, but this season and, and what's happened in the offseason and the preseason to give Chase the confidence to still be there, they hadn't seen that. So I figured Chase was going to get a couple, you know, really good one-offs, really good passes, really good connections because the, the opposing team hadn't had a chance to prepare for that. But everybody's known for the last few years that Laquan Treadwell, it, no, no, yeah, no, no. Just know Based on what you've seen so far What is your confidence In the Vikings having the ability To get first place in the division Versus your confidence in the Vikings Ending up in the last place in the division I don't believe they'll be in the last place In the division As of right now I'm not ready to give them that title If that's the title that they If that's the spot that they earned Then so be it I'm not ready to give it to them um, It is week five And the reason two For two reasons I'm not ready to give it to them One We went almost to what Week six or seven One year with the Packers They couldn't even figure out How to win What was going on Who's on first What's on second They had no idea What was happening And they came back And they won The NFC division title And went to the post so things can turn around if by some miracle of incense or something in the air, the football gods is still really bad or something happens, the, the Vikings can pull it together and turn it around and stay in this race. I don't know if Detroit is going to continue to stay. I would love to see. I, I just love seeing this competitive spirit that they have. But they've also come out, hit the ground running several times, several years, and have never made anything of that. Hence why Megatron was like, I'm just going to hang up my cleats. This was fun. I'm glad I'm going down as one of the greats. But if this is all we're going to do every year, then I'm, I'm okay with leaving. So and these are great, exciting games that the Lions are playing, but I'm not sold that they can win the title as, as of yet. I'm not so, and I'm not sold that a few games from now they'll be trying to dig their way out of the, at least the three or four spots. Um, I'm not sold on anybody in the NFC North. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a dog fight for everybody. The only reason uh, that the only reason that the Packers have there. an advantage is because they they've won the most games in their division against divisional opponents. But I'm, I'm not exactly. impressed by any team right now in the NFC North. And to me, As I, I haven't that can be a good thing or year. a bad thing because so many people are saying that the NFC North is the best division in football, and that might be the that we're beating up on each Who other. That? Yeah, it's it's a very it, no, it's a very hard division to to, to yeah, we play. Are, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're we're violent. A, I'll give it that. <laughs> <laughs> but but in in in, in saying that. Um, like we are, I, well, I do believe that the Vikings will get a win today because speaking of violence and what you're saying right now, there's something I'm going to segue into with the Bears Oakland game. I'm definitely going for the Vikings. Uh, Mike, who are you pulling for today in that matchup? Um, I'm going to give it to the uh, – you know what? I don't know, dude. I'm okay, stuck. so you just – okay. So you got to win the – okay. <laughs> I'm going to you on this one. 
I mean, when I really think, I think about the it, Vikings are going um, if for no uh, other reason I think they, they feel embarrassed about last week, they don't want to go down two games in a row. And I don't think Kirk Cousins will yeah. lose to a rookie. You know, and, and the rookies, the and Jones has been doing Jones been doing pretty good these past tomorrow. couple of weeks. So if he stays in the same flow that he's in, it, 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 it very well very well could end up being a hard game for uh, for Minnesota. It just depends on how you know how well they play, how what the defense can do against that against their offensive line. So, but if I had to go pick, if I really just sat down and said, okay, we pick a team. I would say I, I, I would say I would take Minnesota only because they need to win. They really they need definitely to win. need. <laughs> a lot of times, there's all the motivation you need. Needing to win yeah, is sometimes the motivation you need. That's but all you know what? They need to win. That's scary because while mm-hmm. you do need to win, I have to make we really have to. This is gonna be a fine tooth game, fine tooth comb game on every aspect of every side of the ball as well as the coaching. So the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings, the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings, and the plays that are being called because they were out everything last week. They were they were like McDonald's all summer long. McDonald's run all these commercials with ice cream dripping down the side of a cone, and every McDonald's you go to, the ice cream machine doesn't work. And that's what the Vikings did <laughs> last week. Wow. Everybody was in there like, y'all want some ice cream. And they're like, yeah, no, it's hot out there. That's my squad. That's my squad. <laughs> a lot of people have visceral reaction because they feel mad at McDonald's not being able to get a shake of some ice cream all, right, all summer. summer long, all summer. And then they run these commercials like, come get our tropical berry smoothie right, ice cream right. shake. Make you feel like that. You can't even Where do you get this mm-hmm. from? You don't have it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why are you doing this exactly. And that's how I felt last week. So this is this is scary. This is a real test and a real push for the Vikings. And it's scary that they have to push themselves past the Giants of all teams. Hey. So we'll see how that goes. So you know, we'll 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 be on on the countdown to it, it's almost about to happen, so we'll see how that goes. Going back to the Bears and um, Oakland, the game in London, which is also going to be getting underway very, very soon, we were just talking about um, the NFC North having that history of just being very brutal, especially on the defensive side of the ball. What do you guys think? I know what I think, but I'm going to let you guys have that too. Vontaze versus. Hmm. I've been watching a lot. Part of the problem is, not too long ago, the hits that he is yelled and screamed at for were very legal. When he came in the league, they were very legal. Mm-hmm. They were. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. And the thing is, the NFL, in, in suspending him for a 12 game. They have to fight against his appeal because he is going to appeal. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, we found another hit that we that you should have been flagged for in the same game. And I'm like, 
okay, now, now you're bringing up old news. That's how I feel like. Yeah, pardon, pardon my French, but I did feel like it was a little bitchy. Yeah, and it's like. A little. That's that, 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 that <laughs> argument when you have it, have it with your girlfriend, only, and, she, and you finally feel like you win, and then she brings yeah. up old news. Did y'all read the article? Yeah. Because I mean, like, like, like I read, uh, I know, right? Um, I can't even remember which one I read, but the way that <laughs> the way that is translated from the coaching point, or you know, or from the lead point, is we tell you know, it's like if you were gonna do something, you should have done it already. Not wait and until it. That's another thing. You know, the, the so issue, far along. So now you gotta do. We four games to the season. Now y'all want to do something. The issue yeah. that I'm having is they have tried to throw Marvin Lewis under the bus for the way Vontaze Burford is, and Marvin Lewis has spoken up for himself. Thank God. He has basically said, "Look, that was that was the owner, Mike Brown." That told me I could not discipline him the way I wanted to. You all ain't throwing me under the bus for this. You all just uh, yeah. I, I tried to discipline him, and you told me I could. So y'all not throwing me under the bus. And I'm not gonna say discipline would have worked. I'm not even gonna say that it would have been the right thing. But I am. I am not one of those that is okay with putting all of the responsibility in Vontez Burfick's hand. And the NFL needs to accept some of this because these were rules that were very okay. He grew up like this. Now, clearly so much of the defense has learned their lesson and the ones that haven't are out of the league. But let's also keep it real. If he was not a good player, he would already be out of the league. He would be out of the league. He is a good player. So, Let's let's not act like we just gonna crucify this man. This man is a good player. He is the type of player. You know, and, that, and, and, and wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me start saying. He is the type go ahead, of player go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. the Raiders used to want. Like, yes, we want this type of player. We want them dirty. We want them. We want them to be out. We want the ones that are the the black sheep of the family because we're the black sheep of the family. And now. And that's essentially what they did with Antonio Brown. They wanted him because he's a black sheep. But now it seems like the Raiders, with both Antonio Brown and Vontaze Burfitt, they're trying to act like, oh, no, we're better than them. No, I can't say that for the Raiders. But before I say well, it, when I, it comes I, to Antonio Brown, but but what were you going to say, Mike? Well, we're not. I mean, just looking at a lot of videos and sitting here thinking about it, just look like the last hit. A lot of some what people have to understand is when you're out there running full speed, everything is happening full speed, including the hit and the aftermath and everything that comes after. It's all full speed. So if somebody's in the, in the middle of getting hit and you already in your motion, you can't you have no control over where their body level is by the time your body gets there. Now, nah, if you write up on and there are certain okay, things on momentum, I get what you're so, saying. So you got to those things have to be taken into account. Now, do I think he should have been suspended? No, I don't think he should have been suspended at all. Well, now, let's see. 
I you know, or even, or even if he was suspended, I don't. I don't or even suspended. if he was, I don't or, think he should have gotten twelve games. No, nah, I don't I think for the whole season. That's that's just that's just, that's, just that's, that's yeah, that's really overdone in that in that especially with that. Well, you, you know, I can see a couple games, of games. Twelve games is, is overdone. That's a lot. That's yeah. overkill. That's a lot of I mean, that's a, lately. And, you know, I've been singing that song for the last two seasons, and it's not necessarily that I don't want to see, that I want to see players hurt and, you know, certain things exactly. should change for protection. But this, you right. can't make football safe. Football is not safe. It's, 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 a, violent safe. it's, it's a violent game, period. It's violent by nature. It's, we can do what you we know, can, so, good grief. So, so there are some things you cannot control. You're not going to always be able to control 100% of the time a helmet to helmet hit. It's not going to happen, dude. It's just, come on. You got to be realistic and about see, the, what, and, the game they're playing. You got to be and realistic. And I come from the, I'm a fan of the team who they made the no helmet to helmet rule, no spearing person rule for. Mark Carrier was very famous for the helmet to helmet spear. That's why they made the rule. Mark Carrier did not last in the NFL much longer after they said you can no longer do this. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Very after true. they said no more spearing helmet to helmet, Mark Carrier was gone soon thereafter. Yeah. Right. Now, look, I'm not taking so, any responsibility off the players, you know, at all. I, I, I definitely agree that it has to be, you know, it, there, there's, there's learning that has to be done from everybody involved from the top down. And, and I'm talking about NFL teams, everybody, players, the whole nine. And that is, yeah, you out there, you can ball. Ain't nobody so you not to. All, this, all we're saying is add a degree to safety so, number one, you don't hurt yourself and you don't hurt your opponent. Because when it comes down to it, you know y'all all know each other. You know, we friend, everybody, everybody's friends until we step on the field. But for that, for that hour, hour and a half, we ain't friends. We enemies for this time being. But after that, you back to talking and being yourself again. So I understand where the leads come as far as that rule and why it's important. You know, and that's why I say I'm not taking anything away from what happened. But there also has to be a degree of, you know, movement decision-wise. And how you regulate? Yeah, yeah that's what James is doing a bit yeah. much. Even if that, that, yeah, to, that was a bit much. That was excessive. Man. If you want to say we got we gotta we gotta do something with Jensen, you gonna tell me six games wouldn't hurt us feeling eight games, nine games, that's what I'm twelve saying. games? Right. Bit much. You, you take them out the whole year, so it's like what what was the what's the decision? Well, you I mean, okay, well he's got it consistently. What they're saying okay, is they don't want him in the NFL anymore. That's what they're saying. Hey. Yeah, I got that too. You know what's funny? This this is so funny. Have you all ever like just been watching or listening to a game or whatever? And this is so funny to me. And you haven't heard a player's name in a minute. Maybe like you haven't consistently heard their name in a season. Maybe two seasons. Uh, who, who's still in the and, 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 then, and then and then you hear pass completed to Vernon Davis. I was like, wait, what? I think he doesn't play for Washington. The Redskins. I was like, the Redskins got the oldest team. Vernon Davis is still. 
I just had to, I had to change the, the whole feel of the show because I, I don't believe that should be a 12 game suspension either. And I, and I get it. Montez Burford did walk in the league when these things were okay. Even Josh Norman is having a hard time. He's like, what do you mean? He has on a different colored uniform. I'm supposed to hit him. Right, but I can't. See, what do you mean he can't get up? None of the other guys can get up either. Is that a problem now? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a new Did I do something wrong? So I, so I get it, but I, I'm telling you, I was sitting on the, I was literally sitting, listening to the game, watching a different game, and I heard, and pass completed to Vernon Davis. I was like, what? Where did they get Vernon Davis? <laughs> Vernon is playing for Washington, making making his money. I needed to know who else was going to show up. Well, we have come to the end of another show. So, Bernard, would you like to tell us? It's been a great great day. Go ahead and tell them where they can find us. Okay, I'm at the end of the show. So, what that means is, just so you fans out there know, this is what I'm doing. I'm cracking open a beer because I'm getting ready to give in front of the TV, so I'm sure you all have already done the same thing. And you can find us on the Blog Talk Radio Network at Football Fanwork Radio. You can also find us on wherever you get your podcast. I find mine on Apple Podcasts if you do a search for Football Fanwork Radio. You can also find us on social media at Facebook.com slash Football Fanwork Radio or on Twitter at Football Fanwork. Instagram at Football Fan Rush. You can always find us. Just hit us up. We all have our own personal uh, Twitter accounts. When we speak to, speak to the world, come speak to us. Have fun and enjoy this football. And that's it for exactly. next week, guys. Have a great so this day. Been fun. And y'all get it in. Definitely enjoy NFC, NFC North fans, and I can't wait for this week when we do a recap. And figure out if we were right or if we were wrong.